Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host today, Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, and I'm joined by fellow Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz. And today we're taking calls about your life, your money. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And with that, let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Sabrina from Huntington, West Virginia. What's going on, Sabrina? Hello. Hi. Uh, um, I just had a question. Mine is about career changes. Um, I'm currently a teacher. I've been teaching for about 11 years in the public school system. And um, I'm looking to possibly change careers based on low wages. They've, like, honestly, we just got a raise. And then they raised our insurance enough to get rid of our raise, the first raise that we've had since, like, 1980. Shoot. Um, so I'm looking to see, like, that's going to really take a hit to our budget even without, you know, so I just didn't know, like, if it's at mm. 40 years old, is it a good idea to change careers completely? Um, I, I basically uh, did that. If that makes you feel James, any like, better. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 40 yet, but I'm 39 and I switched careers. I just was like, we're doing something different now. So can okay. it be done? Yes. Um, is it easy? No. Um, and do you sometimes question yourself? Yes. <laughs> but I think for you, it starts with figuring out what else that you would want to do um, right. and figuring out what else you're good at. And do you have an idea of what that might be? Um, I, I'm definitely a service oriented person. I'm serving kids and families mostly. Um, I've looked at a couple of positions uh, locally that are not really in that field well it's through like the va medical center um that i would qualify for but they're serving a you know a veteran um but it's more clerical work so mm -hmm. um i mean it's something definitely i could change um if i could get one of those positions uh that would be something i could i could see myself doing but how much of a pay raise would it be sabrina um mo almost double almost double Ooh. yeah Interesting. Mm -hmm. What does it take to be qualified for that? Um, I mean, a lot of them I qualify for just by having a, a I have my master's degree, but some of them are just looking for somebody with a bachelor's degree um, mm -hmm. and not really any experience. So when I started looking at income and I like teachers have never been in it for the income. You hear that cliche yeah. in it for the outcome, not the income, but mm -hmm. my, my budget and my family, you know, it's, it's like, I can't keep, doing yeah. the same thing sure uh, does it require so, a move no no and some of them are actually fully remote so i would be at home mm. um oh wow so that would even be different as well um my my youngest is starting a private school um in the fall and um being able like not having to worry about getting him to school and things like that would i would be able to do that easier i think as well um with a different position sure uh, I do enjoy teaching and I enjoy the school. I've been at the same school for 11 years. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to leave those kids, but in the same, the same attitude, it's like, it's yeah. so much harder, harder oh, yeah. and harder to teach. Yes, um, totally. Physically, mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so, you know, yeah, on that side of the coin, I'm like, you know, my kids are in school. My daughter's in the second grade and every teacher she's had in a public, you know, we're in public school here outside of Nashville 
and they're just incredible. Like the te- teachers are just, they're such a gift. Um, the service they do, their heart for these kids and all of it. So I hear that in you, Sabrina, on that end. So like, I want to applaud that mm-hmm. and hold teachers with such esteem because they play such a crucial role. Um, but then also in the same breath too, as I'm talking to you, Sabrina, as a whole person, not just a teacher, but as a mom and a wife and, you know, all these other roles that who you are and what you guys need financially to support the kind of life that, that you want and that, um, you know, even your son starting a private school, like all those things come into play of, Hey, here are our expenses and here's just the math. Here is Mm -hmm. the reality of what we're at. And sometimes you have to make those hard decisions and it's not saying that um you know that it's 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 right or wrong to leave for the money but i think there's a point that it's like i have to support my my family i had a friend he was he was a teacher and they had four kids and it was to the point that he was like i can't and she was a stay-at-home mom and she was like i can't i I just we can't live on this and so that's that's the sad reality and so i think that's probably kind of where you're at as you're holding both of those and both can be true sabrina both can be true that you loved what you did, but that same service-oriented heart that you have in the classroom can be put in other positions uh, and in the marketplace in other ways. That's right. That you can still have that same outcome for you because that is in who you are. Obviously, you've done this you know, teaching job for 11 years. So mm-hmm. to keep that as part of you, I think will be really important for the health of um, the, the outcome and the joy that you have in your next job is to kind of keep that same spirit about you. I agree. And the other thing about this, Sabrina, is teaching's not going anywhere. So if you transitioned <laughs> out right. of it. That's a great point. Yeah. And you transitioned yeah. to this clerical work at the VA or whatever that looks like, and you just became empty inside and you're like, I hate this. I've got to go back mm-hmm. to teaching. Mm-hmm. It would still be there waiting. Or maybe you decided, hey, I'm going to do this job um, for the next decade while my kids are this age and while things are very expensive. And then after this, I'm going to go back to teaching. Like you've got a lot of options to sort through but other than that it's like what's stopping you from starting to apply for some of these jobs yeah yeah that's true the only other thing is um a little i have a i do have my master's and that's where i have do have student loan debt from that and so it's like i'm ashamed that oh i'm going to leave this position after i've Mm. i have oh on this degree still no Um, that's a lie no, don't do okay. that. I'll say majority of people don't use their degree. Sabrina, yeah. So you're yeah. not going to be the first. I left okay. my degree. <laughs> yeah, I feel this, Sabrina. I'm with you. I'm like, look, pivoting at almost 40, it's not easy, but you can mm. definitely do it, especially, and I feel you on the, I, but I got my degree in this and I spent all this money. I, when you said that, I felt that deep in my core. Mm. Um, so I understand that, but I think you can do this. How much student loan debt do you have, by the way? Uh-huh. 50,000. 50K. Is that the only yeah. debt you guys have? Uh, we have a little bit of consumer debt besides that. Um, we're, we're working, we're in baby step two. We've actually been able to pay off two credit cards and a loan since January. So, Way to go. Uh, oh, great job. We'll be debt free except the student loan. And we don't have a mortgage either, but we should be debt free by January. Oh, um, way wow. to go. If we keep on what we're doing. Yeah. Um, that was another thing is like, you know, we're using all this money right now to, to make sure we're. Um, we're paying everything off. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you ever do step out and take a higher paying job, Sabrina, just the lifestyle creep is real. So, yes. make, so make sure you are disciplined with that double the salary. That is true. However, if they're debt free in January and they've got all that income back freed up, yes, I wonder is- how she would feel about teaching after that point. 
Because yes, now there's more money it. available. That's a great point, too. Whew, that's a great call, Sabrina. Think that through, too. I just threw another little curveball curve in there at you. <laughs> But this is, you know, this is it. You can pivot. You can change. You can have an act to whatever that means for you. You're capable of more than what you ever imagined. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100 percent satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45 percent off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Hey, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Uh, If you want to talk on the line with us and have me or Rachel or both of us talk to you about your situation, you can do that. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And we'll try to be nice. You know, for the most part, I think that we... uh, you know, we what, are nice. I feel like we tame tame each other down yes, a little bit. We're right. You know, tough love, kind love. <laughs> um, and with that, I am told that there's something that we all need to see. And I'm trying to remember, James, if I've seen this video or not, or is this just going to be a clean reaction? Rachel sent this to me. So I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Rachel's seen it. Yeah, I saw this a few weeks ago. I think it was just funny. I think it's like this comedian talking about uh, <laughs> mortgage rates and mortgages. So here, here, check it out. All right, let's see it. I've been paying my mortgage, but according to this, I haven't even made a dent. My original loan was $240,000. Mm-hmm. I've been paying my mortgage for six months and mm-hmm. I still owe $239,000. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see why that would piss me off? So I bought a $300,000 home. But in 30, this is going to cost like $1.8 million. Is this escrow's fault? I don't know what that is still. So I, I just kind of blame it on that. That's fine. If you want to blame it on escrow, you can. Okay. I hate that guy. They say the rate <laughs> is fixed. Do they call it that? Because it feels like I'm being neutered. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. People were sending me that. I was like, that's funny. Because that, that is, is true. Funny. It's just how it feels when you're paying an interest and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest. Until you buy a house, I think there's so many unknown fees and things that you don't know about until it gets there and then you're like oh i gotta pay this too yeah it's all wrapped in there together and yeah yeah, it's yep it can be a lot i remember what's the fee oh gosh off the top of my head i'm not even remembering what when when you're gonna buy the house and it's like you're making good on not your down payment but like that little piece it starts with an e gosh i can't remember what's called it's like yeah do you know what i'm talking about yes it's a lot of money though and you have to like it's like customary to put this money there i don't remember what it's called no, not escrow. Sam is trying to tell me in the... I can't remember what it's called. He's but like, there's so on. much money that you have to pay. It's like, all right, there's the down payment. And then there's this money and that money. And and there's this and this and this and yeah. this and this and this. And then you get the statement. Earnest money. Thank you. <laughs> earnest money. Y'all, I, I'm out here sounding like I don't know a thing. But I'm <laughs> telling you, it's earnest money. And it, sometimes it's like 10, 20,000. Yes. It's cash th- money. That's the hard thing about... about 
real estate again as we were talking about home ownership is it's the american dream it's the thing everyone wants mm-hmm. and it's a and it's a great part of your financial picture but yeah. man it it can be such a downer when you're not financially ready and that's yes. why we always say it's these surprises that come up yes within the mortgage process mm-hmm. and everything associated with it but also just home ownership in general when when something breaks, yeah, and you're the one that has to pay for it, and you have to put your money there versus doing, you know, you got it saved up for something else. Yes. So you just feel the pinch and the pain when it comes to homeownership, even though it's great. Yep. Um, but when broke people buy a house, we always have to say it makes them broker. That's, That's right, real estate brokers, because it, it 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 adds on the stress. It does not give you the peace and the blessing that you mm-hmm. think. So mm-hmm. being in a position for homeownership when you don't have debt, you have money in the bank saved for a rainy mm-hmm. day. You just have yourself in a good position and a good down payment, you know, that all of those things, that yeah. formula just sets you up for this to be a blessing, not a curse. Not to mention the move. The move itself is expensive. It's expensive. Yes. Just all the of move. It. And, you know, I was talking to Sam and I were talking about this um, because all the stuff that's circulating about um, the new format structure for the LLPAs and all that stuff that's been in the news from the Biden oh, administration, yep. you know, it's. I think that I feel like people are really um, high strung right now. And I'm not saying there's not cause, you know, interest rates are higher. Mm -hmm. These new fees are popping out. But there's something to be said. I think a lot of folks have forgotten, especially home first time home buyers. like real estate is a ladder. You know, yes, you sometimes you come in and you start on that bottom rung. And I, I really do feel, Rachel, that because of hgtv and social media and all these things i feel like a lot of times first-time homebuyers feel like this pressure like i can't come in at less than half a million and i'm like you might need to yes you might start out with a condo like there's you might have to start at the bottom and work your way further up that ladder build up some equity then sell and then take that and roll it over into the next house you know and that's kind of how sam and i started our first house you know we rented and then we stayed for a long time and then we had a, a, our first house and then we rolled that into a little bit of a nicer house and that's kind of how it works. And I just think that it's worth taking the time to do it and do it right so that yes. all those things that you were talking about, the fees and the moving and, and all of that, that you can do it and it's something that's enjoyable and it's a blessing and it's not a burden that's for you. That's right, that's right. Yeah, and the expectation of owning a home and when to own a home and the type of home just making sure that it's not all out of whack. Because again, I think the the normalcy bar of what life says yeah. is is unrealistic, right? I mean, people graduate from college and like I should or get, you know, your first year married and it's like I should own a home, I should own a home. Yeah. And it's like, but if you don't if you're not in the financial position, yeah. then no. And the type of home, to your point, that you may own as, you know, just starting out, your starter home, that's why they call it a yes. starter home. Uh, it's going to look different. Yeah, than it's the not going to be your parents. Yes, we that's think right. that we're automatically going to have our parents' house and our parents' cars and our parents' salary. And it's like, no, bro, it yep. took them a long time to build that yep, up. That's right, and it's okay for that. So, just a little two cents there on that whole situation. But yeah, it's I digress. Lot. Let's take a call. <laughs> Let's talk to Danielle. She's in Canton, Ohio. What's going on, Danielle? Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Um. Good. How are you? Doing good. How can we help? Um. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of in a predicament right now. I'm very high anxiety right now. Okay. Um, my, uh, our house is up for sale right now. We just built it um, in 2018, and we love our home. It's beautiful. It screams like modern farmhouse. Like we have about 23 acres. Mm-hmm. We love our house. Um, 
we put it up for sale and we just got a cash offer for 480,000. Um, and now we're having like cold feet. So my son is going to start junior high this year, um, the new school year. And he's into wrestling. Like we're really, really into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, we take him to wrestling clubs. We, um, he does like private lessons. He goes to the gym. Okay. Um, keep going. So we have time to answer you. Okay. So living here is just costing us too much to have him wrestle. But so if we stay, we got to really like cut back the wrestling. He can't pursue it. We're thinking about moving to a different school district. So he's close to his gym, his club. It's a more intense wrestling program at this school. But, you know, we're looking at other houses on the market. Like we can't afford to have the same thing that we have with the interest rates that are up, the new Biden thing. Um, and I'm just starting to have cold feet. Like, is this stupid? Are we moving for a sport? Like, is that financially, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like Like, at the end of the day, if you choose to move, you've got to be able to afford where you're moving to. If you can't afford mm -hmm. it, you know, or it may not, or you're going to have to downgrade is basically what you're saying, Danielle. And so, yeah, you're going to have to downgrade. Yeah. So as a family, I think that's Yeah. I think as a family, you and your husband, he doesn't need to your the fifth grader doesn't need to be making the decision. You and your husband need to look at your financial picture together and as a family beyond the financial picture and say, hey, what do we want our life to be structured? Some people, right, on the sports category, they go all in and they're gone every weekend. They're doing travel sports and that's what they choose to do. Other families say, no, we're not going to allow that. We're going to put boundaries. They can do rec league, but we're not traveling every weekend. So we're going to put because not because of money, but just time with family. It's a value, right? So you guys don't need to let his wrestling be the thing that is driving all these decisions. You guys as a family need to be driving these decisions. So Danielle, I would get on the same page with your husband on how much this wrestling is going to be a part of your life because it's there's going to be no there's going to be no brake pedal when it comes to kids sports except for the parents. That's Society's right. not going to break it. Coaches aren't going to be your brake pedal. It can get at, it can go out of control. And again, it's not a bad thing, but if that's what you choose to do, uh, but you guys need to make a boundary for your family and say, "Hey, what do we want our life to look like time-wise with this wrestling?" And what does this look like financially for us? Are we okay downgrading? Because if you say, yeah, we no boundaries with the wrestling, all in, we're going and we're going to downgrade the house and we're going to do it. That's great. That's yeah. what you guys are choosing to do. But I don't want you to look up and say, wow, we made a financial decision based on a sixth grade sports that he doesn't even want to do in two years. So again, Ooh, you, need to, well, you just need to create Hot a, takes. A, a higher level boundary conversation, Danielle. Um, and I would recommend you and your husband do that tonight. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. What's going on, guys? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Now, here's the thing. 
There is some very, very, very weird stuff going on in the labor market, and it is crushing small business owners. They've had to deal with the great resignation. They've had to deal with quiet quitting and a lack of skilled workers. It has been absolutely relentless. Now, to put this chaos into perspective, we've got political economist Nicholas Eberstadt. Who's found that in the recent seven? Who's found that in recent years, seven million able-bodied males have left the workforce and have not come back. Seven million? Am I reading? That's mm. crazy. Hold on, I gotta say that again. Seven million able-bodied males have left the workforce and Is hadn't that, come back. That okay. means that y'all are. What are y'all doing? Are you at home? Are you just chilling? Are you sitting on the Maybe couch? Maybe the wife has gone back to work or I don't something. know that's interesting I, I want to know. know more about this well here's here's our chance it sounds insane and it's not okay this mass exodus of workers is changing what work looks like mm. in America and I've heard Ken talk about mm. this um it's it's a lot of folks don't want to do the type of work that's out there which is oh interesting it's the, yeah. yeah 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 and and so it's a huge contributor to the labor shortage gosh that we find ourselves in today we need workers guys so we're closing out small business week uh, with an event that you cannot miss because business owners need to know how to make it to the other side of this mess so this week on Thursday, May 4th, Dave Ramsey is going to be teaming up with Mike Rowe and five best-selling authors and experts for our America's Labor Crisis live stream. They'll talk about the state of work in America today, including the facts behind this labor crisis. And they'll give business leaders real solutions to help them deal with the hiring challenges that they're facing. So you do not want to miss this. It's a free live stream. And if you're local, we still have a few seats that are left for you to attend this event in our brand new event center. Hey, that's amazing. So you can register uh, by visiting RamseySolutions.com slash labor crisis that's so interesting jade and i so wonder i haven't read that yet and so i'm like i i would be so i would be curious i'd want to i might listen to the live stream to see what to see what they talk about because i'm like you know covid changed a lot it did it did um and i think families are changing you know the new what it looks like for the you know the you know from the 1950s picture of you know the wife staying home and you know the man goes off to work you know even the family dynamics in america are changing on that is true and dual incomes is still a huge thing so i'm like i wonder if is it the type of work is it the family dynamic the way that's changing in yeah. america is it that yeah there's that people think that they're above certain jobs so they won't go and do certain jobs because of that is yeah. it you know I, i'm like what i i would be so curious what where that stat you know it also makes you wonder with covid too i think there could be a lot of like I remember talking briefly to Dave about this, you know, COVID told a lot of people that they weren't essential and that they mm, didn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you were in a job for however many years and then and they told you laid off and yeah, they told you you don't matter anymore. Yeah, that's not true. Right. But, you right. know, that can that can mess with your psyche. Right. A right. Great deal. Yeah. Oh, I, that's so interesting. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating. Oh, That'll well, be a great live stream. You are needed. And I like Mike Rowe. <laughs> he the Dirty Jobs. He's oh, yeah. Dirty show. Jobs. And that's it was right. just so. Yeah. He's. He's so great. And so I bet there's a level of that, of, uh, you know, certain parts of the workforce, the yes. labor force that yeah. maybe are, you know, more physically yes. strained versus like a typical just office job, right? right. Like what, how that's even shifting. But and there's what, so much dignity in those jobs. And we, oh, need, we need people to do And that's what I'm jobs. wondering. And what's, what's interesting too, and I've been wondering what Ken says, I have so many thoughts, where, you know, even trade school 
is starting to grow even more massive. And and I think that people are waking up to the idea that, like, gosh, a college degree, is it is there really an ROI? Yeah. And spending all this money for a degree for college when I could go and be a plumber and, and yeah. own my own business and make great money doing yeah. that. You know what I mean? So the trades, I feel like, are kind of having a comeback. That's true. From things I've read, too. So I'm curious how that plays into. There's I'm, a, there's I mean, a lot. It's a, there's I'm thinking a big of shift. another side of it. What? I get now, Jade. now you got me We're not the I'm like, We're, we're not, not on the event. <laughs> we're, just, we're just speculating here of all the reasons people might be leaving the, the workforce. My other thought is during COVID, people could work from home. Yes. And then they got used to working Stem- from home. And then it's like, hey, come back. And it's like, wait, I don't want to come back. Oh, yeah. You know, I was able to make the same money from yes. home. What are you going to give me? And if those offices aren't like, we're not raising your pay, we're not doing yep. this. It's yep. like, well, they I'm say goodbye. Go something else. Yes. Oh, That's man. It. You know what? I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go live in person. I'm not <laughs> going to do the live stream. Jane, I'm going to be there. To learn. <laughs> Let's take a call. Let's go to Ryan or Brian. I'm sorry. In Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. <laughs> I can't say it. You're doing Minneapolis, great. Minnesota. Help me out, Brian. Good afternoon, ladies. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? No problem. Um, so a little bit of pretext. We're, we're feeling stuck, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently on baby step two. I'm a full-time IT guy. She is a part-time CNA or, you know, one step below an RN in the nursing scale. Flip that in terms of schooling. She's a full-time student. I'm half-time. And we're just seeing like every time we, we get to a point where we can pay a debt off, Instead of being able to roll that money in the snowball, we have to put it towards something else. All of our bills are constantly shifting, and we're just feeling like we're kind of stuck in this puddle of never being able to get out of baby step two. Hmm. So you're both still in school, whether full-time or part-time. Are you cash-flowing that school? No, uh, I am not able to. She is. She's going to community college, but my, my four-year that I'm working on my bachelor's, uh, I'm not able to afford to bankroll it. Okay, so... We're in baby step two. Can you go through, kind of list out your debts? Let's go through the whole picture. Let's go through debts and incomes and see what's going on. Sure. So prior to meeting me, uh, she bought a $20,000 brand new off the lot Kia. Um, we have paid for that mistake every day since we got together, but we are down to two k left on that. Okay. I have about 7000 left in credit card. She's got about two. Um, all said and done, we're sitting at about fifty six grand worth of, of debt between student loans, uh, her car loan, a couple of credit cards. And uh, so two hospital bills. So 56000 all rolled into one. Correct. Yep. This we is even when you finish your school. So that that's pending any other uh, money I have to put on student loans at this point. Okay. So there'll be more student loans when you're done. Correct. Okay. And, and how the m- reason that so the time frame versus uh, bankrolling this is, as Dave has talked about and everybody, everybody else on Ramsey Network, is the fact that the degree I'm going for puts me in a position for federal law enforcement. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's a time frame on that. If I, if I hit a certain age, I no longer qualify. So that, that's the sake of the time crunch. Okay. Um, and how much is, and you don't know what, that's, what the total amount is going to be yet, or do you know? At this point, I would wager about 25000 more. Okay. And how much do you guys make? Um, average income for a month is about thirty six hundred. Thirty six hundred a month. Correct. Okay. And that's not including any side hustle. The side hustle even is kind of all over the place right now. I'm I'm doing Instacart, so I'm trying to make a little bit more money that way. But it uh, it it varies so much based on availability of orders and all that other stuff. Sure. How much a month, roughly, would you say you make doing that? Three hundred on a good month. How much? That's probably one of the 
$300 a month. Can you speak directly into your phone? We're having a hard time hearing you, Brian. Sure. It says $300 a month there. Yep. I, I, I didn't hear you again. One more time. And then we'll be... Three, $300 a month. 300 a month. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys, you're, I mean, you're taking home about 40 a, a year with $56,000 in debt. So, yeah, you probably are feeling it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and feeling yeah. stuck. And so something something does have to shift. Um, and I don't know if that's her pausing her school, Brian, and going to work full time. Uh, I don't know if that's you saying, hey, I know there's a time crunch here, but for I'm going to pause for 12 months and come back to the school and go work somewhere full time to get this debt under control. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean you guys have I mean, more debt than you're making a year. And I know that's not going to be forever because you're yeah. going to be out, but you're going to also be having another $25,000 in debt. So, yeah, you're not going to make much progress with the current formula you're, you're living on. So something's got to change. And I don't know, again, if that's her pausing school and going in full time. Um, but you probably won't make much progress unless you get your incomes up. That's that's the key. There's a major sacrifice that's going to have to take place. You're going to have to get your income up. My guess is your, your expenses are already down. So here comes the sacrifice. It's time to make a cut. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by my other host right next to me, Rachel Cruz. And um, man, we're having a good time. We have enjoyed your calls. If you want to call and talk to us, we'll talk about whatever is on your mind. Uh, Just as long as it has a little something, something to do with money. It could be careers. It could be relationships. Whatever that is, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your grocery budget. Whatever you want to talk about, we're here for that. And um. Before I go much further, thank you, James. Sometimes James talks in my ear. He said, don't forget the scripture. And I won't. I would never forget the Lord, James. The scripture and quote of the day, he says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. Love that. Uh, And then we've got this one from Joanna Gaines. I love Joanna Gaines. She says, don't quit. Don't give up. The reward is just around the corner. And in times of doubt or times of joy, listen for that still small voice. Know that God has been there from the beginning and he will be there till the end. Mm, so good. Oh, Joanna Gaines quote. Well done, guys. That was good. I felt like that was just for us. That was perfect. Love Man. her. Love her. Well, let's see what Corinne is talking about. She's in Kansas City, Missouri. What's going on, Corinne? Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Um, so my son and I were in a small car accident a few weeks ago, and, mm. and we are both receiving a small settlement check, and I was curious if it made sense to invest my son's check, and if so, what are my options um, to invest it to where he could not only use it for college, but um, trade school, or if he wanted to start his own business, or basically just not pigeonhole him into college, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm. I'm so sorry. Is everyone okay? Yeah, we're good. Okay, gosh. And how much is this settlement going to be? Uh, $1,000. $1,000, okay. Are you both receiving money or just your son? Uh, we both are. Okay. And is yours $1,000 as well? Yes. Okay. So 2000 And how old is he? He is nine months old. Oh, okay. oh man. I'm God. so glad you guys are okay. I know. That's scary. <laughs> My goodness. Um, I mean, honestly, Corinne, I, I mean... It's $1,000. So I would, for him, 
I mean, even just open up just a high yield savings account. I mean, you could yeah. just do something just to have the cash on hand. Cause I just think for him going, you, I mean, you could go down the road of like doing an UPMA, which is a universal transfer of minors act, which causes you to put a mutual fund or a type of investment in his name. And you could go through all of that if you wanted for a thousand dollars. I don't know if that'd be worth it. I almost mm-hmm. would lean towards just putting it in a high yield savings account for him. And it's not, and you're doing it not really as like a quote unquote investment, but it's just having that cash available to him because as he gets older, and I think about it, sixteen for a car. Heck yeah, um, yeah. If he wants to use this money later, I mean, you know, it it it, it could make money in the market if you wanted to open up a mutual fund. Stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot to do, but you could. Uh, but you also could just have that cash available for him, something that you could get to easily. And even, I mean. I mean, I would even be okay that it's like, yeah, if um, I don't know what would come up for him younger than 16. I mean, a car is the biggest purchase I can think of. But if there's something else that happens that you're like, oh, yeah, we could use that money uh, for him in this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just available to you more. Um, Um, Would you invest? Would you go through opening? I might. Here's where here's where my brain's tracking. I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking. If she's thinking about college, but we're not quite to like the 529 or, you know, if she wanted and she's maybe you're I don't know what baby step you're on. Let's say you're on baby step four and you're already in the habit of investing or you kind of have a thought for that. You might throw it in a brokerage or you might throw it somewhere where mm-hmm. it's like growing a little yeah. bit more than a high yield. Part of me likes an investment because then you can't just pull it out if you hit on hard times or like something pulls yeah. up. But then because ideally my thought is like... I don't know that there's a wrong answer here. I don't know that there is. Because are you familiar with our baby steps, Corinne? I am, yeah. So what baby step are you on? We are on two, um, just in a holding pattern. Uh, We only have student loans left. And Mm -hmm. right now they would be theoretically forgiven. And so um, if they are cool, and if not, then at that point that decision's made, uh, we have the ability to go ahead and pay them off. Oh, that's great. And when you're saying that they're going to be forgiven, is that through the Biden administration, yep. everything that's been going on in the news or the public right. service thing. So if it, uh, the Biden administration Ooh, so if okay. it comes out, they're not paying those, then, then we'll pay them at that time. Yeah. Okay. I would go ahead and pay it. If I were you, I, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't wait on them to become debt free. So mm-hmm. if you have the money, I would go ahead and do that. And then for your son. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, Jade, as you were talking, I mean, yeah, it may be, worth looking into opening mm-hmm. up yeah a brokerage account or even a vanguard or doing something that you can just put some money in yeah uh and let it grow and let it grow some um with everything being up and down i just don't want you to i want you to run the math out on it because i think sometimes we talk about compound interest that is very real yes but it's also like it's not going to be a million dollars when he's you know what i mean yeah. or say, like i think sometimes we can inflate that idea so run some numbers and just mm-hmm. say yeah for 12 percent you know yeah. Over the course of 18 years, what is this going to be at 18? Uh, and that could be a really nice yeah, gift to give him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm changing my answer. Yeah. I'm, talking I, this. I'm thinking that or even if she just wanted to go ahead and just throw it into a 529, maybe she's not there on the baby steps yet to continue to contribute to it. Yeah, well, she said she didn't, little... wanna, she didn't want to do education. Oh, solely. that's right. You did say that. I'm sorry. So I wonder, yeah, if it's a brokerage type account yeah. or a vanguard kind of thing and index funds or just yeah. something that's like really simple. simple. Yep. That you, um, that you're not looking at this as his retirement or something right. that's like, you know, if we we're talking in those discussions, if it was in that language or that circumstance, it would be something yeah. a lot more formal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would look, I I would look into something like that, but it's a great question. And yeah, thank, I'm so thankful y'all are yes. okay. 
Yes, me too. Thank you for the call. That was a good one. Uh, I think we've got time. Let's take another one. We've got Callistus in Dallas, Texas. I love that name. What's going on, Callistus? Hey, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Kind of a, in, in a bit of a pickle right now. Uh, we, we bought a house um, about six months ago, um, and now we're kind of left in a hole, so we're not sure you know, we should stay or if we should move and, you know, rent an apartment for some time mm-hmm. before we're able to, you know, pay off some debt, uh, pay some cars off so that way we're in a better position. So what caused uh, you to be in a pickle? Is it that it's just too much for your monthly budget or? Yeah. So um, long story short, when we, we bought the house back in November um, and, you know, my, my wife got a real good job. So we were both making real good money. Um, so we decided, you know what, we, we have about $9,000 worth of credit card debt left over. So let's let's just buy the house now because of how the market is. Mm-hmm. Never know how the rates can be. And, you know, with people buying up all these homes in Dallas, there may not be any more left over in a couple of <laughs> years. So That's we not decided true. To, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, we know that now. <laughs> um, but we, we decided to, to buy the house. Um, and then um, after we moved, um, a lot of things took place. Um, I tore my Achilles. Um, my wife lost her job. Mm. And now where we had all the income to be able to afford the house, um, and it's gone, in, yeah. with that. In, yeah, now so what are you paying? What are you paying a month, um, in mortgage? Um, which HOA is 3750. And what's your current take home pay that you're taking in between your wife and you combined? Uh, combined right now, um, it's, it's 94, but we do take out our tithes as well. So it's 83,000 a year. I mean, income. month, can you break that down for me monthly real quick? Yes, sure. I just want to see what percentage you're at with this mortgage payment, because we would say we don't want it to be more than 25%. My guess is yours probably is, and that's why you're feeling such a pinch. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then we're going to have to find a way to either get your income up, lower your expenses. Only you know, is there a place in your budget that you can start cutting some expenses to get some breathing room until you guys can get your income back up? Is your wife back in the work? Is she looking for another job? Will she have... Yeah, she's she's looking for one right now, um, and I did calculate it right now. Um, a month with sixty nine sixteen a month. Okay, is what we have left over. Yeah, you're feeling and, the pinch. Uh, so we've got yeah, to get that income um, up. That's your that you know we've got to get your wife working again. If she's out of the workforce for too long, you might have to consider getting out of this. But in the meantime, you've got to find a way to get that income up because you got to make these payments. Yeah, it'll have to be a a quick turn for her to to get something. Um, to make some money yeah and if this is something that's gonna shift if it's gonna take a year I would say sell it and get out because it won't be worth it but if you think she can replace it in the next 30 60 days if she has some leads happening then you guys might be okay and there will be more houses on the market when you need them don't let that fear stop you from doing uh, what you ultimately need to do and what you ultimately know is right to do for you and your family this is the Ramsey show Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.